Whenever we're working with clients, we always advise them to have at least three to five blog posts if at launch, if their blog is new. Otherwise, it kind of looks like the blog is broken. I think it's kind of lackluster to get there and there's nothing to really read. I typically advise not even putting that page live on the site if you don't have anything but like coming soon for like a specific page. So like if you're launching a blog, don't just say blog coming soon. Maybe just don't have the blog if you're going to go live without any blog posts. You're listening to The Brands That Book Show, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want practical tips and strategies for building engaging brands, crafting high converting websites, and creating reliable lead generation systems for their businesses. I'm your host, Davy Jones, co-founder of two agencies, a brand and website design agency, Davy and Krista, and the digital advertising agency, Till Agency. And I ask questions so you can find answers. In today's episode, Chris and I are chatting about how to put together a marketing plan for your next website launch. Winter is coming, and we found that in the past at least, that's typically the time that people start thinking about making updates to their brand or to their website. If that's you, consider checking out our line of stunning, easy to customize, show it in WordPress website designs. You can find those over in the shop at davianchrista.com forward slash shop. But if you're looking for a more done for you option, Again, head on over to our website and send us a message to learn more about custom brand and website design. As always, links and resources can be found in the show notes. Check them out at davianchrista.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review over at Apple Podcasts. Now, on to the episode. All right, we are in the throes of pumpkin spice latte season, (laughs) which means that right around the corner is website launch season. I know, and we just got a Starbucks, which is really exciting for our town. We have not been yet because the line is always massive. Like we drove by the other day at five o'clock, which is dinner time. Like who needs caffeine at five o'clock? And the line was like, I need caffeine at five o'clock. You have issues. The line was like 20 people. And I'm like, I'm never going to get my pumpkin spice latte because it's just so long. For what it's worth, when Krista says we haven't been there yet, I mean, I probably... Like I might go, I guess, but I'm not like huge Starbucks fan to begin with. Well, we not have that a- I have anything against it. I just like, when I go and get coffee, I get a black coffee. You do. You know, like I get an Americano. And so it's like, you know, what's the point of going and paying for an expensive Americano? I don't normally get pumpkins. I just like like one. Yeah. Also, I'm not a huge Starbucks coffee fan. Like you have Starbucks coffee for our little coffee machine right now and it's not my favorite. Well, you know, I like that. The only reason I got that is because it was a seasonal mix. It's and I do like kind flavored. of the seasonal smell. This of one fall. is not seasonal. Oh, okay. It it's does not, not as flavored as you like your coffee. It does your not smell like a pumpkin and I want my coffee to smell like a pumpkin. Yes. Well, here we are. <laughs> People are like just get to the website launch marketing plan. So here we are going to move to the website launch marketing plan. And I hope there'll be more agreement on this topic (laughs) than there is about coffee. Because really the gift of coffee for me is caffeine. But anyways, moving on, moving on. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about putting together a website launch marketing plan. And we've put together some steps that you can take to create that plan. And the idea is hopefully you can take these steps and you can adjust them for your own needs. Right. Right. But I think it's a pretty good template, you know? There is a corresponding blog post here. So if you feel like, you know, maybe you're driving or you're working out or, you know, whatever, you can refer to those as notes. It even includes some extra tips for putting together a website launch marketing plan. Links to free things and et cetera. Yeah, links to things that will hopefully make promoting your website easier, like our, you know, downloadable, customizable. Canva. Yeah, Canva social templates. Yes. Right? And all sorts of things. 
But website launch season, you know, I feel like a lot of websites going live, usually like around February. I feel like that's kind of peak season for us. I think it starts like after Christmas. There are a oh, lot of people sure. who want like a January 1st, new year, new website. Yeah. Yeah. People are setting business goals, you know? So anyways, we have nine sort of tips and steps here. I tried to put them in order, you know, things to think about throughout the process. You know, one of the things I want to say about a website launch is that I think website launches are a little bit overrated. And I know it's weird to say that at the outset of a podcast episode like this, but I think that people build up website launches so much like their business, it's do or die mm-hmm. if this website launch doesn't go according to plan. Right. And, you know, maybe a website launch doesn't go particularly well. You know, maybe it falls short of expectations. That's okay. Because really what happens next is the most important thing. You're going to learn a lot anytime you do a launch of any sort, right? Mm-hmm. Every launch I've ever done, I've learned a lot from, right? right? So taking those things, implementing them, and then just moving on, Right. That's the most important thing. Website launches, I think, are important because you're going to have extra eyeballs on your website, right? right? I mean, just people who are curious, you know, it is an opportunity to create some hype around your business, Mm -hmm. especially if maybe you're launching a new product or you're launching a new service at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being able to take advantage of that extra traffic, I think is awesome. You know, it can create a lot of momentum, but if you put a lot of effort into a website launch, maybe it just doesn't go you know, exactly according how you thought it would go, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Your business can still thrive. Yeah. Hopefully you see it as a starting point for a new phase of your business rather than like the thing that changes everything. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is I was reading a couple articles as I was prepping our own content and just the amount of content out there about this topic that acts like, oh yeah, website launch, make or break your business. Mm -hmm. Like that's not true. Anyways, let's start with step one, and that's determining your launch and website goals. And, you know, really you should be asking yourself, you know, what are your goals for your website and what are your goals for your launch? And they might be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate on those? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, your goals for your website probably going to come down to lead generation. You know, I think for pretty much every business out there, lead generation is or should be one of the primary focuses, certainly if you're a service-based business, right? It's all about leads. It's all about somebody inquiring, raising their hand, saying, hey, I'm interested in this service. But even if you're running some sort of e-com business where you're selling a product, you're selling a course, you know, being able to generate leads from your website. So people, you know, getting on your email list or opting into text messages or, you know, whatever it is on your website. Right. And being able to nurture those people Super important because Mm -hmm. the majority of people are not going to purchase the first time they come across your brand or website. I think I've seen, you know, statistics as high as like 90%, like 90% of people aren't going to purchase the first time they go to a website. Right. So having goals for your website, probably going to come down to, you know, something along the lines of increasing leads, increasing, you know, conversion rate of, you know, product sales or whatever. Mm -hmm. Your goals for launch though, part of that might be just brand awareness. Part of it might just be trying to make people more aware of your brand, you know, creating that hype, right? Would you say that like having a traffic goal is a good goal? Like if you're like, I want a thousand visitors or is that not a good goal? I think it's kind of arbitrary. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I guess if you have a lot of benchmarks in place, like, you know, typically in a seven day span, Mm -hmm. your website generates this much traffic, setting a goal based on that maybe makes sense. But I also think it's kind of just arbitrary, right? you know? I would say like if I'm thinking about through a launch of our own, mm-hmm. it's almost always going to be like increased lead gen, right. you know, like how can I convert as many people as possible 
to our email list. Right. Right. And so that's really going to be the primary focus. Now, your goals for your launch and your website might be the same. You know, mm -hmm. it might be like, okay, I really want my website to generate more leads for me. I really want to use my website launch to amplify that mm -hmm. for, you know, the week of launch or whatever. Right? right. But getting clear on those goals, I think is super important. And I think that it shouldn't only be brand awareness. Like, oh, I just want people to know us. One, because it's hard to quantify that. Right. I mean, I guess you could, you know, on social media, like Instagram is going to give you metrics and tell you how many professional accounts you've reached in the last however many days. Right. But at the end of the day, I think that really your launch goal is probably going to come down to some sort of conversion goal around sales or leads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. I agree. Yeah. Awesome. You're looking at me like, I don't know. <laughs> That's important to understand, right? Because, you know, everything else should be centered on, you know, reaching that goal. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so if it doesn't help you reach that goal, then it's, you know, maybe something that you can kind of put aside. And we'll add a link to this in our show notes and in our blog post. But if you're like, I don't know what lead gen is, that's going to be capturing email addresses. And typically you need a third party software to do that. Something like Flowdesk or ConvertKit. And I think that most website builder platforms, definitely the ones that we build on, show it and Elementor, easily integrate with those. And so like you could give somebody a free guide and they could download that and you would capture their email address. Or if you were in an e-commerce shop, maybe you give them like 10, 20, 15% off in exchange for their email address. And so that's what he's talking about when he's talking about lead gen, if that's all new to you. Yeah, for sure. And we have so many resources talking about that. So we'll link to those in the show notes. Steps two and three here. Step two is offer value now. Don't promise to offer value later. Mm -hmm. And I think that we see this, like, you know, people make a big deal about their website launch, but it's not quite done. You know, like maybe they've only written one blog post or maybe they haven't even launched their blog yet, or maybe they don't have some sort of lead magnet set up to capture leads, right? right? So start thinking about the way that you can offer value right now. You know, it'd be like Chick-fil-A opening a new restaurant and, you know, generating a lot of hype about it. You show up to the restaurant and they're like, you know, just passing out menus. Like, right. well, we don't have any of this stuff now, but yeah. if you come back later, we will. Yeah. I think it's kind of disappointing. Whenever we're working with clients, we always advise them to have at least three to five blog posts if at launch, if their blog is new. Otherwise it kind of looks like the blog is broken. I think it's kind of lackluster to get there and there's nothing to really read. I typically advise not even putting that page live on the site. If you don't have anything, but like coming soon, for like a specific page. So like if you're launching a blog, don't just say blog coming soon. Maybe just don't have the blog if you're going to go live without any blog posts. Yeah. I would start thinking through like, what's that thing that when somebody lands on your website, they're going to be like, oh, you know, that was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm going to save this for later. Right. You know, starting to think through that, I think is really important. And, you know, again, just going back to lead generation, if the goal is lead generation, then you need to have some sort of lead magnet. It can't just be sign up for my newsletter. You're right? going to see really low conversion that really way. Really low conversion and typically only from the warmest of warm leads. Your mom. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not even her. Not because she doesn't love you, just because, <laughs> She you know, doesn't want more email. Yeah, you know, and that's what everybody thinks when they see sign up for my newsletter, mm -hmm. you know, unless you've already brought the value. Right. And I think step three here very much related to what we're just talking about, which is brainstorming ways to create hype around your website launch. Right. And hype is not the same thing as a strategy, right? You want to lead with the strategy. What's the strategy? It's, you know, generating more emails for your email list. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's the strategy, then thinking through things that can help you, 
do that. One of those things that might be able to help you do that is running some sort of giveaway. Right. You know, I know in the past, and I think we actually linked to this in the blog post, it's a little bit old now, but we grew our email list at one point by 25% by running a giveaway using a giveaway tool called Gleam. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other giveaway tools out there now too, right. you know, and I'm trying to remember all of the different ones that we've used. We used one called Rafflecopter. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And the other one that we've used is King Sumo. Mm-hmm. you know, and I think one of the things that I like about King Sumo is it's like a one-time payment, uh-huh. right? Not as customizable as I'd like it to be, but still relatively affordable right. to use. But anyway, so if lead generation is the goal, then doing something like a giveaway makes a lot of sense. We also, in the show notes, we have Another blog post, it's a little bit older, but we've just refreshed it and it's ways to create hype around your website launch. I want to say we have like 15 different ideas for creating hype around your website launch. So don't just try to check all of them, you know, right? (laughs) Instead, go to those and see which ones align with your goals. Yeah. And if you're going to do something like a giveaway, you probably want to make sure that whatever you're giving away is actually going to generate the right kind of leads. Like there are probably a lot of different things that you could give away that would bring in a lot of leads and get a lot of people to sign up. Like you could give away money, you could give away an iPad, but are those people who are signing up for the iPad actually potential customers for you? If not, then it might not be worth doing that specific giveaway. Absolutely. And that's really important. And we talk a lot about that in some of our lead gen posts as well. Mm -hmm. So creating a launch schedule with your team. Now, this is something that you want to make sure that you get on the same page about with everybody involved in the process. So your designer, your copywriter, I mean, just anybody who has something to do with your website actually launching, you want to make sure that you know, you clear that schedule with them first. The other thing I want to say about that is you want to make sure that you build in margin to your launch schedule. Mm -hmm. I would compare launching a website to building a house. You know, typically if you are not a website designer, like if this is not something that you specialize in, there are just more pieces to the puzzle than a lot of people realize. You know, like things just come up. There's just things that, you know, we think about as website designers that, you know, if you're not a website designer, you don't think about. Just like if I'm, you know, ordering stationary, like I just don't know the things I don't know. Yeah. Like Davey said, there's so many things that you just don't know what could hold up your site. Like maybe you need to move your domain name to a different registrar. That process could take up up to a week and you have no control over how quickly it goes. Maybe you're doing a show at launch and you're coming from Squarespace. You need to ask show it to migrate your blog posts. That process could take a week, but if they're really backed up or there's a holiday, that process could take longer. And then once those blog posts are migrated, you're probably going to want to go in and test them to make sure that everything was migrated okay. We've had launches held up because people can't remember where they bought their domain or how to log in. So you just never know what's going to hold something up. And so my rule of thumb is never to actually announce a launch date just because like if something holds it up, you don't want to be on the hook for not being able to meet that deadline because something like A DNS migration just took longer than anybody could have anticipated, especially if it was something you had no control over. Yeah. And if you are going to launch a date, you want to be able to like, you know, so let's say you want to do a 10 day countdown to your new website, you know, probably on, you know, day one of that 10 day countdown, you probably want to have already launched your website Mm -hmm. just to see that it launched well, you know, and then you could revert back, you know, potentially, or you could just use that as your soft launch, you know, countdown. You know, one of the things that we were talking about too before we hit record on this podcast was just that with some content management systems, it's not as easy as like, you know, testing everything on a staging environment. Mm -hmm. You know, like you just, for certain content management systems, for certain website platforms, like 
you just have to hit publish to then go in and do your testing, right. you know, or your final testing. And of course, you're always going to do final testing no matter what website platform you're using. Right. We just published a blog post about, you know, how we do QA checks on websites. Mm -hmm. But point being, you want to give yourself some margin before you launch. Now, this is also true because you want to, if you're going to reach out to other people to help you promote your new website or help you promote your launch, you mm -hmm. want to give them a heads up. Right. Like at least a few weeks notice, especially if it's something that they need to work into their own marketing schedule, their own social sharing schedule. Maybe they want to schedule this to go live on Instagram for a certain date. You want to give them time to find the graphics, write the captions, promote it, all the things, and not feel like it was an afterthought or rush. Because I think that it's more likely you're going to get a no from people if you don't give them enough materials and you don't give them enough time to easily share. Yeah. You know, it's also, if someone were to ask us, like if a friend of ours was to say, Hey, would you all help promote our new website? We just launched it or we're launching it next week. Mm -hmm. We'd probably say yes, but like, it's like the way in which we're going to promote it is probably in like Instagram stories or something like that. Right. You know, whereas if somebody came to us like a few months in advance and like, Hey, we're really trying to make a big deal out of this. Would you mind, I don't know, emailing your list about it? Or would you mind, you know, sharing it to your feed or something like that? Right. Then yeah, we need a couple months or a couple weeks at the very least to figure out how to work that into our promotional schedule, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just something to keep in mind. And this is related to that, you know, creating social graphics and swipe copy for your launch way ahead of time. You know, this is good just for you to stay organized because once you actually launch, there's going to be other things on your plate. For instance, you know, going, doing a website QA on your test, you know, quality assurance, quality, con quality control, going through and testing everything. And you don't want to worry about having to do that, making sure everything's working correctly, doing those final checks, and then also creating the promotional materials for your launch. Yes. If you are asking other people to share, then it is pretty critical to at least give them launch graphics and copy that they can use. Mm -hmm. Most people are probably going to use their own stuff or adapt what you give them, but giving somebody a starting point huge help, huge time saver. Right. And we'd be very, I think, reluctant to share about something if we weren't given some of that material. Yeah. And if you don't know how to make like launch graphics, we will link to a few tutorials. I have a few free Canva graphics that you can grab and you can drop in like a scroll video of your website. You can drop in images of your website. And so hopefully it makes it really easy for you to make those graphics and then share about your new site. Absolutely. Step number six, actually asking people to share about your new website. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think everybody has relationships with other non-competing businesses. You know, wedding industry, we typically use as an example, like if you're a photographer, you probably work with planners and florists and venues all the time, you know? So consider asking them to share about your new website. One thing to keep in mind is like, you know, this is why relationship building is so important. Like if you've never expressed any interest in anybody else's business right. and then you go ask them to start sharing about yours, like you can't really be that shocked if people aren't, you know, super willing mm -hmm. to help, you know? And if people aren't willing to help, you shouldn't take that personally either. You know, right. it's just like everybody has like their own promotional stuff and own marketing to do. And so people are just trying to do their best with that. And like I said, just because, you know, your website launch isn't making you know, the front page of the papers, such like a old school, you know, <laughs> but anyways, does it mean that it's not, it can't be successful or it can't be worth it? Right. Very true. Yeah. All right. So seven, eight, and nine here. One of the things that I'm going to actually skip to nine and treat that as seven here is just having a strong call to action, you know, during your website launch, this ties back into your goals. You know, like if you're launching your website and you really don't care and, you know, you just kind of don't care 
what pages people visit, you know, mm. you just want eyeballs on the website. That's fine. Giving people something specific to do or check out, I think makes for a better launch. Right. right? And it's more likely to pique somebody's curiosity. Mm-hmm. So again, that call to action might be to go, you know, join the giveaway. Mm-hmm. Right. It might be to go for the Easter egg hunt. You know, this is one of my favorite things that people have done during their website launch is they basically hide different Easter eggs throughout their website. Right. And if you find them, you get something, mm-hmm. you know? And the cool thing about that is it typically gets people, you know, to browsing. Really browse. Yeah, to really browse the website, as long as it's something cool that you get mm-hmm. in return, you know? So that's something, you know, another hype idea. Or sending people to your free guide lead magnet. That's an, another good one. Yeah. The point is, is that it's a singular call to action, you right. know, instead of just check out my website. The other two, I think, are more practical, eight and nine here. And that's set up your website analytics tools and, you know, our rule, if it hasn't been tested, it doesn't work. Yes. And setting up your website analytics tools is something that you would want to do before you start sharing about it. Otherwise, you're not going to capture that traffic. You can't just like retroactively add your Google Analytics code and it tell you what your traffic was for the last week. You need to do that before you start sharing about it. And the same would be true if you're adding a Facebook pixel. You would want to add that before you start sharing about it in order to track that traffic. Yeah. And typically what we tell people is like about pixels, at least, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, whatever it is, we Mm -hmm. typically recommend that people add those pixels, even if they're not running ads or don't have plans to run ads in the near future, because that way you're, it's called seasoning those pixels. Like you're warming those pixels up. Basically those pixels are gathering data so that if you were to ever run ads in the future, your targeting would hopefully be a little bit more dialed in from the start. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's free to create those pixels. You know, like if you have a Facebook account, you create a business manager account, like you can, you can create a pixel and get that installed. It's also, if you're doing a website yourself, it's pretty easy to add them. We'll include a link to a tutorial that Davey made, but it's just a couple of steps to add them to a show it site or an elementary site. Yeah, real easy. And the last thing we'll mention, if it, it hasn't been tested, it doesn't work, you know? And that's the thing is like, even if you've tested everything on a staging environment or before your site is pushed live, you want to go through testing once your site is actually pushed live. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes like not everything moves over right Right. from the staging environment. And that just is what it is. Yeah. So you will want to test your contact forms, make sure it actually goes to the right spot. If you have e-commerce on your site, do a few test payments and test checkouts and even go through the payment process to make sure that you actually like everything works the way it should testing that maybe somebody gets in the email sequence, checking lead magnets, et cetera. And then of course, like checking every single link on the site to make sure that things work correctly. Absolutely. And this is just something you need to be doing periodically as well. You know, Mm -hmm. I woke up this morning, noticed our mobile menu looked like broken. Yes. Well, it was just unstyled because of some JavaScript issue, but I fixed it. (laughs) Yeah, but exactly. It's like one of those things where it's just like, we had no reason to believe that wasn't working. Right. But had I not gone and checked, you know, we might not know. And of course, I'm sure we would have gotten an email or message about it, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) always good to to recognize those things before your visitors do. Yes. Anyways, I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions about website launches, definitely check out the show notes for the other resources that we link to there. And we'd love to hear your questions. You know, honestly, the questions we get from listeners like you make for the best podcast episodes. And if you're going live using one of our designs, tag us on Instagram because we love to see those and share about them. Like really, they make our day. 100%. So hopefully you found that helpful. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, 
and sharing this episode with others. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DavianKrista.com.